Good morning. Thanks to the band. Part of my speaking ritual is to acknowledge what just happened and what is happening now. Do you notice that when we hear music together, we move together? We are all moving in outwardly, some of us, but always inwardly. There's a way in which we know our being as one when we hear such music. Think of the song, O Divine Infinite One. Feel that rhythm build within you. Know that it is something beyond sound that is happening. It is mind knowing and loving its movement. And it's doing it as each one of us and as all of us. I'm Kim Kaiser. I'm a minister here at the center. And it's wonderful to see this group of people. Because I know that this group of people and all those who are watching now or later are the way that the divine one, the divine mind, has chosen to show up. It looks like us. It looks like each response that we know and feel as this service unfolds. Have you ever been completely and utterly immersed in a task? Oblivious to the outside world? Focused only on your own progress and what's going on right here and right now? Maybe you've been doing something you love, like playing music or a sport, before realizing that time has totally passed you by. If you've answered yes to any of these questions, it's likely that you've been experiencing a state that is called flow. Flow is one of life's highly enjoyable states of being, wrapping us entirely in the present and helping us be more creative, productive, and happy. There are extreme cases of flow, of flow that happen in sports. The basketball player Bill Russell of the Celtics said that when he was playing his best, his being in the zone, it was almost, he said, as if we were playing in slow motion. During those spells, I could almost sense how the next play would develop and where the next shot would be taken. In this state of flow, time and space change. You're no longer bound by them. They expand and or contract according to what you are engaged in. This alteration of time and space is what the Hungarian psychologist Mikhaili Csikszentmihalyi, try saying that, first identified as the psychological state of flow. This is what he said. There's this focus that, once it becomes intense, leads to a sense of ecstasy, a sense of clarity. You know exactly what you want to do from one moment to the other. Your sense of time disappears. 
You forget yourself. You feel part of something larger. The spiritual teacher Jeff Carrera made his own summary of Chiksis Mihaly's work in this way. I have to practice that a little more. In flow states, he said, I feel intensely concentrated in an easy, effortless way with all of my attention intensely focused on the present moment. The distinction between seeing and doing disappears and each action appears as a spontaneous, unpremeditated response to the present moment. There is an exhilarating sense of forgetting myself and any sense of self-concern which creates a sense of extreme happiness. And finally, whatever I am doing is rewarding in and of itself. Easeful, effortless concentration, focus on the present moment, spontaneous, unpremeditated response, forgetting myself in any sense of self-concern, Doing is rewarding in and of itself and extreme happiness. In flow, you're not just aware of yourself, but of others as well. You don't separate yourself out from what's happening through your thinking. You move with what's happening right now, with the universe, with your world, completely absorbed in the now, no longer living outside the present moment. As Jeff Carrera said in describing his own personal experience of flow, I'm not doing it for an outcome, but because I love it. Everyone has experienced this sense of flow in some circumstance or another. For one person, it might be playing tennis or golf. For another, time spent in nature might induce a peak experience. Others may experience it by reading a book or talking with friends or cooking. The activities that offer us the chance to be in flow are the things we would do all the time if we could because they make us the happiest. In art, music, sports, and creative activities of all sorts, flow places you completely in the activity, whatever you're doing. Only after do you think, I won or I lost. Only afterward do you judge how well you've done. And in sports, or the moments of peak experience, the joy of scoring a touchdown or a run or a goal relieves you of your own sense of limitation in that moment. Joy does not come from scoring but from the release of an expectation that you may be carrying, that something needs to happen for you to feel good about yourself. And when you release that, because it's already happened, you see what is already there, what is already here, your whole peaceful, happy self. The words from this popular modern song describe the experience of flow well. You've got to sing like you don't need the money, 
Love like you'll never get hurt. You've got to dance like nobody's watching. It's got to come from the heart if you want it to work. Come from the heart, not the head. Come from your real experience in that moment. We can extend this everywhere in our lives. Live your life as if nobody's watching. Play as if no one is watching. Do the work you love as if no one is watching. Give as if no one is watching. Receive as if no one is watching. Let it come from your heart and it will work. In flow, you are released from your desires to do something so that you can feel good about yourself. And relieved of that pressure, you can feel your true self, your inherently happy, fulfilled self. Ernest Holmes, the founder of this teaching, spoke of this flow as receiving the river of life. The song you just heard, it go where the ocean wants to go. River, ocean, bodies of water. The flow of creative life, Ernest wrote, is from an invisible center outward. Every person is an inlet and may become an outlet to this river of life. Holmes, the founder of our teaching, read Ralph Walter Emerson regularly and drew much of his teaching from him and referred to this river of life as the one mind we all share. Emerson gave us instruction as to how to enter that river. Place yourself in the middle of the stream of power and wisdom which flows into you as life. Place yourself in the full center of that flood. Then you are without effort impelled to truth, to right, and a perfect contentment. How to place yourself? That's the question. Well, Emerson gave us some advice. He used the word vocation in the quote I'm about to read, but remember that vocation doesn't just mean your job. Vocation comes from the same root as vocal, and your vocation is speaking or expressing your true voice throughout your life and activity. Your vocation is your guide to stepping into the flow. And this is how Emerson described it. Each of us has their own vocation. The talent is the call. There is one direction in which all space is open to us. Each of us is like a ship in a river we run against obstructions on every side but one. And on that side, all obstruction is taken away. And we sweep serenely over God's depths into an infinite sea. We all have talents. And if we follow where they lead, we find that things flow through us. Each of us is talented in our own way, in a way that we know and feel and enjoy. 
And that gift that we are given by spirit in our being is our call, is our call to engage in it. It is something, Emerson said, said, that it is easy for you to do while it may be difficult for others. Follow it and place yourself in the stream of power and wisdom that comes as you are swept out by the current of the river into the ocean of being. You must be free of ideas and feelings that tell you you're limited and bound by society, family, friends, and self. You must create. Let the divine flow through you. Let your experience of your being expand as the divine energy flows through. In this flow, you're relieved of your sense of limitation. Ernest Holmes would speak of the divine as an infinite river suspended over us and that we must let through in our creative action. Or if we don't, it will be blocked and it will cause dis-ease of all sorts. An image that is frequently used in science of mind teaching is if you go to the river, if you go to the ocean with a river with a cup, that's all you can take away. But if you go with a bucket, you can take much more. The cup or the bucket is the image you hold of yourself. And the teaching always was and still is, how big is your bucket? That will determine how much you can receive. Do you believe that the only resources you have are only those within you? And that you are a small, isolated, separate self in a very large world? You don't have to carry it anywhere. Here we no longer say, how big is your bucket? How narrow is your world? Or how large? But... How much do you want to carry with you? How much of the river will you let flow through you? You don't need to carry it anywhere. It flows wherever you go. Ernest Holmes describes how to open ourselves to that flow. He said, there's a universal artist seeking to devote its whole time to what one is undertaking as though there were nothing else for it to do. But as Emerson said, we have to get our bloated nothingness out of the way. Our bloated nothingness is the inflated ideas, thoughts, and opinions we have about ourselves. They can be good or bad, but either way they limit you, they limit what you really are. The bloat says we are not talented enough or not yet wealthy enough to receive like no one is watching. We're watching ourselves, measuring ourselves in so many different ways. How do we live if no one, including ourselves, is watching? 
Reverend Edward, our senior minister here, spoke of how he wanted us to see the purpose of our practice together, our practice of receiving the flow and letting it flow. He said, my thought is that it is important to introduce to people that focusing on material wealth is not the purpose of science of mind. And that Ernest Holmes in the chapter on successful living states that science of mind is not a get-rich-quick scheme. The focus is on becoming a decent person and living a heart, a life of heart and meaning in which sharing and connection are more important than possessions and net worth. And he continues, It's important to acknowledge the societal factors that favor people, gender, race, making the journey to wealth inequitable. Whenever and if we only use external measures to measure ourselves and others, it does not expand us to our full extent. Flow points to what is at the heart of our being when we let go of self-imposed limit. We find a being who is at the source of the divine flow of peace and harmony, who has simply let themselves be without judgment and entered the flow of their being through absorption in the now. This can happen in other ways as well, but instead of treating it as an extraordinary or occasional state of mind, think of flow as something that naturally underlies all we do and are. In the midst of the ordinary, the extraordinary appears. In the flow, we experience our true self, free of distraction, free of separation, free of time, free of self. Being in the zone is freedom from limitation in the moment. It shows us what we naturally are when we get that bloated nothingness out of the way. Flow allows us to break out of our habitual ways of perceiving so we can open up to an entirely novel possibility for human life. So no longer mix your ideas about yourself with your actual experience of yourself in flow, an experience beyond ideas. This is how we bring home more than can fit in any bucket, but bring the whole river of life, the whole river of life we draw from our being from moment to moment. Please join me in prayer. Each one here is hearing this word with the same mind, the same consciousness that lives as all beings and lives as each one here right now where we are hearing this word. It is the divine one knowing and loving its being and bringing forth in each of us an awareness of what we are beyond our ideas and thoughts so that we can know and feel that the movement we recognize is us recognizing is the divine mind moving. 
So I speak this word for each person here. And I accept that we are shown what we are and what we are to be in every moment, in every complete way, and that we effortlessly release any ideas or thoughts that we are somehow less than that one itself in action. And releasing those ideas, we allow ourselves to feel the movement of the one as our being, as all that we do, as all that moves us. And we know that in that way, we are in continuous, unbroken contact with the divine one that is the source of our life and being. I accept for each one here that flow appears in every way that reveals further the truth of what is always available to us that we are at the source of divine being. And it moves through us and is expressed by us as ourselves and our world. I give thanks for this awareness. I give thanks to know that this is what we are and this is what's going on right now. And I release this word knowing that I let it go because it is itself the movement of the divine one and the divine mind. It is known and felt perfectly and continues to reveal itself in every moment. And so it is. <laughs>